Hello there, welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. We've come to the home of Crusaders Football Club this week. We're at Seaview and in the company of manager Stephen Baxter and Chris Hegarty. As well as that, Johnny Addis, after an amazing goal for Ballymena against Lauren last week, is on the show. And Biko has 90 seconds with Shannon Lucas. Here we go. Uh, we're early into the season, Biko, but at the end of the day, you know, we've got lots of drama already. It's been a fantastic start to the season. You've got Stephen Baxter's team who are flying high. And today we've got um, Ballymena United's Beckham. Johnny Addis has joined us, Pete. Absolutely. And we're going to chat about that very shortly. But you've already nailed your colours to the mast in terms of who's going to be one, two, three in the league. And I know Stephen here wasn't too happy with you. Well, I did say Linfield would win it and the Crews would be second. I'm thinking, can I change my mind? But um, I don't know. I'll stick with it. But it's a long old season. But Crusaders have made a fantastic start. You have, Stephen. And uh, obviously, congratulations. North Belfast Derby. They're always spicy affairs and a good win. Yeah, yeah. Pleased with the, uh, the start, obviously. But, you know, going up to, to Cliftonville is always a tough game for us. Uh, I knew it would be a tight game. And I thought the first half was, was very even, Stephen. And it was a well-contested game. And... We knew we had to get the hold of their three forwards because they're really ruthless centre forwards. If you let them in on goal, they'll score goals. And but I thought our guys marshalled them well. And once we got control of the game in the second half, uh, we took our chances well and, and 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 seen the game out really well. How's the squad coming together? Because you brought a few new faces in this season. Yeah, I think they're settling in really nicely. You know, Chris Hegarty has come in and you know he's been there and done it a wee bit now. You know, he's at a good age and. 26, 27, and he, he's a leader. He's, he's aggressive to the ball, wins headers. That's it's, it's his natural game. And Jolly O'Rourke has been a real surprise signing because he, he, he passes the ball great and he, he likes to get forward. He's got good vision. And again, settled in really, really well. So, you know, pleased with a lot of things that are going on. Uh, Jamie has just come into the team. He's come in with a little bit of a, a knee injury and uh, we're, we're just having to let that settle down a little bit before we, we get him up and running but he, he got 20 minutes on Saturday and we'll just have to nurse him back in but pleased with the signings and hope that they all settle in quickly I mean the league's been really tight in recent seasons that's not letting up anytime soon it's probably going to be the tightest league ever if it continues the way it started I think it's brilliant uh, for our, our league to have sort of six seven teams that are really uh, you know championship contenders and uh, title contenders and I think that can only be a good thing and if teams are, are beating each other I think it'll make it very exciting uh, so I'm really looking forward to the, the challenge of the season. Um, great teams, great players uh, around the league now, and you know whenever you see wonder goals from left backs and centre halves, you know from uh, the opposite end of the pitch, it, it's, it's great to watch. And I think we've got a really good product as well in the Irish League now. Um, when you see some of the, the ties coming up week by week, you're going, "Wow, I predict that one!" And, and, and they're, they're big ties all around the, the country. So I think that's brilliant for our game, uh, and I'm really excited about it. Talk to me about Europe, your European adventure. And obviously Wolves here was special, but for you leading out a team at Molyneux must have been brilliant. Well, I think I maybe described it at the time as probably the, the highlight of, of my footballing career, and, and there's been many uh, great moments through playing and managing. Um, but the, to go to Wolves and, and, and walk out with 30,000 people roaring, uh, uh, the two teams out on the football pitch, and, and you're going... Are we getting into the lands down here? Are we going to lose 12 0? <laughs> but, you, but your boys give such a good account of themselves. You must have been hugely proud at the end of that match. I, I really I can't describe to you the, the, the feeling of, of getting to that final whistle, um, knowing that 
as I say, we could really have got hammered. We really could. We were up against a team that finished seventh in the Premier League. Uh, it was their first uh, visit into Europe after 40 years. And, and as I say, the ground was full. They, they told me they could have sold it twice over. Uh, such was the interest in the game. The noise was electrifying. Uh, and, and the way our team played and, and conducted themselves was, was nothing short of miraculous. But we had done a lot of hard work and preparation around it. Uh, we stuck to the game plan. We, did, we didn't want to... Uh, let them get too much space and we knew they'd carve us apart and, and we, we, we stuck in there and, and to see uh, their bench celebrate the last goal in the, in the 93rd minute with 20 seconds to go really summed up how they felt about the game and, and how Nuno uh, came and spoke to us after the game was, was fabulous and uh, so everything around the game was, was really good. It, you know, a 2-0 defeat felt like we had 1-3-0 uh, so a lot of excitement around that and then I thought we even played really great over here as well in the, in the tie and uh, it, it was. I think we've seen the benefit of that. We've seen sort of the camaraderie, the momentum. Just the the whole thing is has lifted the club. The football club is, is still, I think, on a little bit of a high from it. And well. in terms of the players, I mean, how much confidence will they have gleaned from that experience? Yeah, I, I, do, you keep, I, do you keep going back to it? No, not at all. Uh, we, we 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 said once it was over, we said, that, okay, listen, it's over, it's finished. And we, but we must build on, on, on what we've, uh, we've learned from it and, and, and continue in uh, with that momentum into the season and, 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 and hit the ground running. And I think we've done that. Uh, but we don't reflect back on, on games and, uh, around those experiences. It was a, it's a different type of experience. Uh, normally we like to try and attack teams here in this league that we're in and we're over there. It was, it was, uh, it was total backs to the wall. You know, when you're asking Jordan Owens or, uh, well, Jordan didn't play in Wolves, but he... Uh, but he came on. He came on, but when you're asking our two uh, wingers on the night who played as sort of dummy centre-forwards, when we were asking them to play uh, sort of not beyond the halfway line <laughs> and, and keep everything very, very tight, it, it suggests that we were, we were there to try and keep the score down. It was very emotional, some of the players were telling me, after the first Wolves game in the dressing room. Can you give us an insight into you know the feelings? Yeah, well, I think uh, I, I think there was a a great sense of nearly like achievement for you know because you know let's face it you know Wolves were the Premier League you know they, they were thirty million pound players or six seven thirty million pound players. Someone said to me, uh, give me some stats afterwards where the there was like over three hundred million pounds worth of of players that that. Wolves had bought that were out on that football pitch, and you know we, our, our our net spend was like forty grand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, apples for apples here, and, and and we're up against this team of world superstars. Uh, we and and what we had the prep that we had put in, uh, we, we we break football matches down. You know, whenever we're playing any opposition, and we're breaking down a game that they're playing in the Asia Cup against Newcastle, who they'd just beaten 4-0. Mm-hmm. They scored three goals in a 15-minute slot, because then that's how good they are. They can just carve you open at will. And, you know, so the preparation that we had done, and then we had, we had presented to the team and said, look, this is what we need to do, and this is how we're going to try to achieve this. Uh, and to do what we'd done in the preparation leading up to it, and get the whole thing done the way we did it, and then you come back into your team and say thank you. Mm-hmm. That really sparked a, a great emotion around everybody. And I thought it was immense. It really, really was. It was a special time for everybody that was involved in it, for me included, uh, to share that with the team. And, and you, you, you really needed to be there. Uh-huh. And domestically, Stephen, you've made a brilliant start. Uh, you're obviously, you've won every game. 
It is going to be between Linfield and Crusaders, that's my opinion. Um, you two guys might have a different opinion on that. But with Linfield's European success, now they're not going to be playing for a few weeks. It is possible that you could be 12 points clear of Linfield by the next time they play. That's going to be a huge advantage for you in the title race, I would have thought. We, we really don't view sort of things the way the media view it or, or, or the pundits view it. You know, we really concentrate on single football matches that come our way. You know, Lauren is the next up for us on Saturday. We only concentrate on that. Our training week is, is all worked around that. Um, how we pick teams is all around that. And we don't really get too carried away around three matches up the line, four matches up the line. Uh, we don't get carried away around what other teams are doing. Uh, and what their preparations are. We let you guys talk around all those things. We can really only prepare and do what we do and how we do it and, and let all those other things look after themselves. Um, so, yeah, we, we can get on with what we do and, and because this is a 38-game campaign. It's, we're, we're three games in. Um, you've got a, We got off to a slow start last year in the league. I remember how it all worked for us and... After six or seven games, we were playing catch-up. We were sort of like nine points behind. So you don't want to be falling too far off the pace. Uh, but you've just got to keep preparing, keep playing games. Because so many things can go wrong for you. You can lose two or three of your very key players for lengthy periods of time. And then it can derail you for long periods. And that's happened to us last year. We had to concentrate on other things and go into cup competitions with a, a different view to the season. Uh, and so your, your season will be dictated around circumstances so we'll not get too far ahead of it right now having said that 12 points clear of the blues early doors <laughs> <laughs> the cruise fans would love it absolutely um johnny you're very welcome to the show great to see you again this season um talk us through the goal and tell us what it's been like to be compared to david beckham this past week um yeah we were unusual i suppose uh, lauren had a lot of possession in the game on saturday especially early doors um they had it in their back three and, and I think it was Albert at the time come out and tried to play a pass in the feet and, and their movement spread out so far across the pitch that at times we were sort of sucked in further than we would have liked I suppose um, and Mark Randall I think it was went to set the ball back and as he's done it he's left it a bit short I was running onto it Devlin's probably a wee bit further out than he normally was and I had a pop at it and away it went yeah, well, it must have been a great feeling yeah it was great um, yeah, it's, it's something, as I say, I don't score many goals, to be honest, at all. Um, so to get one like that was uh, pretty special, especially against Lauren. So last week on the show, Mark Randall told us about how he had been practising this, because he obviously scored a goal not too dissimilar to yours the week before, and he talked about how he'd been practising it week in, week out, and they were, they were playing for it. Had you been practising? Absolutely not, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's something that uh, Davey would appreciate if I was doing that too often, to be honest. So I, I think I, I won off it. But he is a centre forward of, of old, of course, because he, he started off at Carrick Rangers as a centre forward uh, before, before moving to Glen Torn as a left-sided midfielder, before moving to a left-back to a centre-half. He's played that many different positions, so he is a, a centre forward by trade. So I'm not surprised he was able to strike that ball <laughs> in the back of that. It was a phenomenal strike, though, it really was. And I've got to say, the quality of the goals from Balamina against Larn were top drawer. Cather Freel, everyone would have been talking about him, Johnny, had it not been for your wonder goal. And Jude Winchester, he scored a beauty as well. So it was like a phenomenally good performance. Larn, loads of people are talking about them. But Davy Jeffrey did a number on Larn, a tactical number. He went man for man. Jim Irvin snuffed out the threat of Marty Donnelly and you guys um, 
got three sensational points. Yeah, it was um, a few questions, probably even at this early stage, have sort of been asked after the Dungannon performance. We sort of weren't great, and we've even in pre-season we were probably a little bit more sluggish than we would have liked. Was that a hangover from last year? Because you know you had such a you had such a run, and we were all talking about your progress last season from early doors, and it kept on going and going. Obviously, fell off the pace at the end. So I would I would imagine being in that team and being around that dressing room, David would have a bit of a job in his hands to pick everybody up. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was so much on the back of last season or even the European games because you know we got through a round in Europe and then went the way to Malmo, um, and we were back so early. So we were back at the start of June, and then there seemed like we were ready for the start of the season after the European games. But then you've got a two or three week break in between. Um, we had a week off, and we had a couple of friendlies, and it just felt like we were a wee bit sluggish in those games, um, and that probably led into the Dungana performance. So Saturday was massive for us. Um, to get three points against a team that's been um, receiving a lot of press, and rightly so, they're a good side. Um, but to do that away from home and, and score a few goals was, was nice. You, you mentioned Dungannon there, and we'll talk about Dungannon and the predictions very shortly, but they've started off so well this season. They have, and fair play to them. Again, it's a team that people probably had written off, given some of the players that they've lost, and they're a lot younger this year. Um, but they're a good football side and Chris Lindsay seems to know what he's, what he's trying to do down there and, and they've had a good start and that's how football can work you know they get a couple of results and pick up a bit of momentum and, and things can change very quickly so fair play to them Can you repeat last season's heroics Johnny when you pushed Linfield all the way for the title maybe even go one better and create history? Uh, we, we haven't really thought about it you know we haven't looked that far ahead as Stephen said you know people like to do that in the press but it's not something you worry about when you're playing or even from Davy's point of view as a manager um, what we can probably is, is safe to say is that if we perform to the levels we did last year we probably wouldn't get second place given that Linfield are probably going to be stronger Crusaders albeit yes they won two trophies their league campaign maybe wasn't quite where they would have wanted to and now Lauren coming in so I mean, the performances are going to have to be even better if we're going to be there thereabouts again, but um, I certainly wouldn't be writing this off. Right, time for 90 seconds with this week. Bigo, who have you been speaking to? We have got Seanan Klukas from Dungannon, and he has started the season on fire. Here we go. Best player played with? Graham Alexander. Toughest opponent? Um, Tevez. Favourite ground? Windsor. Worst ground? Kjark. Best dancer at your club? Uh, myself. Worst dancer? Dougie Wilson. Best fashion sense? Mark Patton. Worst fashion sense? Paul McElroy. Best trainer? Uh, best trainer? Could be up there. Dougie Wilson. Worst trainer? Mark Patton. Best football moment? Making my debut with Preston. Worst football moment? Doing my SEL, crucial. Team you support? Liverpool. Favourite football hero? Stevie Gerrard. Favourite sports star outside football? I don't have any. Favourite TV show? Piggy Blinders. Favourite movie? Uh, Pearl Harbor. Favourite video game? Don't play them. Favourite singer? Oasis. Favourite drink? Alcoholic. Either? Mm. 
Coffee. Favorite holiday destination? America. Who would you most like to meet? Don Bilzerian. Thank you, mate. Excellent. Good luck. Thanks very much. Brilliant. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. We're at Sea View this week. Johnny Addis is our guest alongside Crusaders boss Stephen Baxter. And uh, I had the opportunity to chat to Chris Hegarty before we started this today. He settled in well. He has. Uh, he's a sort of lad that has come in full of confidence. Uh, you know, he's been around a little bit, so he, he, he's not shy in the dressing room. He, he's he's won a few things I think in his career and so yeah he's been across the water also so he's a good top pro a good lad as well I think he works in, in retail so that he, he's good at talking to people and so yeah settled in really really well but he's a good player and uh, that's why we try to send him of course you know you try to bring in the best players you can get in and he's certainly one of the, the best centre halves in the country and this is what he's had to say about his time so far at the cruise so Chris this is home now and uh, how have you settled in? Oh, brilliant the lads have been absolutely top drawer from came in and I think uh, heading away in Europe and stuff helps you settle into the club uh, quicker but it's been everything's been very very smooth so far settling into the club and the team and the lads so it's been very very good and that's really nice to hear because it's obviously a big decision to leave then Gannon you were club captain uh, yeah it, it wasn't an easy decision but it was one that was made for footballing reasons and uh, I was at the age where I felt that I need to go better myself and um, so far I'm delighted with the move you know obviously getting the opportunity to play against Wolves in Europe and stuff and it's been good for me so far but there's a long season ahead so let's just talk about Wolves what was it like walking out of Molyneux uh, it was top door I don't think you know you realised that you were playing Wolves up until you arrived at the ground and um, once you walked out and packed house it was, it was brilliant and to be one be getting beat 1-0 about 70-80 minutes you know it was kind of surreal you kind of uh, you quiet you know the Wolves fans kind of quieting down so it was kind of it was a bit early at times you know but it was a fantastic experience and I think the boys really relished it absolutely and there's now playing a little, a little respect over there now as well <laughs> they, 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 they love the theme apparently so much here they're playing at Molyneux so you know um, understandable you, you've won obviously you know the, the North Belfast Derby and for you you, you played against Cliffins for years you've come here for years what was it like playing in that game um, obviously it was my first own North Belfast Derby so it was it was a big occasion obviously you play against Cliffinville but when you're playing in a, a Derby situation it's going to be a bit more feisty and um, I was just looking forward I just wanted to have a good solid performance and I think we showed that on the day and it was amazing to play in and I'm looking forward to many more of them. Absolutely. And you scored in your debut. Nice way to start your career here, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think it settles you in. Um, the ball in from Billy Joe Burns, I think, if it had a hit off me, it would have went in the back of the net. So it was... Uh, <laughs> You're getting abuse down there. <laughs> it was... Uh, no, it was a brilliant ball in. And just, I was delighted to score, you know. There's a lot of talk about the league this season. There's no doubt it's going to be tight. You know, where do you see your boys? You know, fitting in this season. Every game's every game's hard this year, and um, we know that. You know, we, we have Lauren on Saturday. It's going to be another tough game. There, they've came up from the championship, and you know they're obviously going to have been playing full of confidence. Like, and then um, I think there's three, four, five other clubs up there that are all pushing on. So it's, it's not going to be an easy season. Um, we're just going to take one game at a time, uh, keep our heads down, keep working hard in the training pitch and see where it takes us. Well, that's make good to see you. Good luck. Brilliant, Thanks very much. Brilliant. Top man, Chris Hegarty. Okay, two uh, the uh, fixtures for this week. Um, Linfield's game's off. It's postponed, obviously, due to uh, their tie in Europe. Can I just ask you your thoughts, 
Stephen, Oren Kearney came out last weekend after um, Corian beat Linfield and said, in his opinion, the match shouldn't have been played. Would you echo his thoughts? Would you have said that? Well, I think the game being played on Tuesday gave Linfield plenty of preparation. Uh, it was a home fixture, it wasn't that they were travelling. So I think uh, if it had been on a Thursday, certainly you would have wanted the game cancelled. Uh, but being on a Tuesday, I think we were all playing on a Tuesday, so I don't think uh, David Healy or any of the boys would have had a problem playing the game on Saturday. Um, so I wouldn't have said that. Um, so, you know, there has to be a good thought process put into uh, match preparation and, and Linfield will need to be given every chance that they possibly can to get the, the right preparations for their, their European trips should it be away from home if they're travelling a big distance certainly if, if there's tiredness in the legs around uh, having to travel you know seven, eight hours on planes there and back and you know you, they need every amount of rest they can be given but a lot of the teams like Wolves and stuff have been travelling maybe in playing a, on a Thursday and then where they were back in playing again on a, on a Sunday or Monday so yeah Give Linfield the, the, the preparation time they need to, to prepare, but you know that, that that's that's something for them to work out, and uh, they'll, they'll have the right people to do that. Pete, I'll just add, I agree totally with what Stephen has said there. Linfield had more than enough time to prepare for the game against Coleraine. In my opinion, they just played poorly. That's why they lost. It wasn't really anything to do with Europe, and of course, we want to see Linfield go as far as possible. But um, uh, listen. I'm sorry, don't give me excuses. Linfield just weren't good enough on the day. Dungannon, I love Baco not holding back. Straight <laughs> for the jugular. Right, Dungannon played Glen Avon uh, this, uh, this weekend. And Dungannon have had a great start. Brilliant start. Uh, and and we, we were up there last year and, and they had a, a lot of players uh, that were maybe rested for the game that they played us and they beat us on the day uh, with some younger players. And, and I saw some potential stars in there. So it doesn't surprise me one bit that Dungannon have got off to this good start. They've got good, fresh, young players. Uh, I like the big fella Smith, who looks a real good player. Um, so they've, they've got one or two experienced players. Klukas uh, will, will, will lead them and direct them and, and make them fight for every ball. And then Chris Lindsay, they've got a, a real experienced coach who, who will have them well marshaled, well drilled, know what to, uh, to be doing week in, week out. So, so I like Dungannon, I like, I like what they do and how they do it. They've been doing it for years, of course, under lots of other people, and they just carry that, that baton on all of the time. So yeah, don't, don't uh, write them off in, in any shape or form. Can we give us a score prediction? Hmm, well, uh, Glenavon probably haven't got off to the start exactly as they would like, but I think they got a, a, a good win at the weekend. I think you're probably looking for this one maybe as a 1-1 or a 2-2. All right, Johnny? Um, again, Dungannon have had a good start this season, and but Glenavon, I think, have probably unfairly maybe been written off a wee bit and that they haven't been talked about much. And they had a good season last year, um, and they've continuously got better over the past few years. You know, they lost Sykes and a few other players. Um, but I think they've been maybe unfairly written off, so I think they'll win that one on Saturday, maybe 2-1. I'm going to go 2-2. Um, just a word about Andrew Mitchell. He got married over the, the summer. He's got two goals so far. I think he could be a big, big player. It's the marriage. Is, that, is the marriage to goal ratio? Is that <laughs> well, listen, um, when, normally whenever you get married, you, you, it brings you that happiness and you're settled down. And as a footballer, Andrew Mitchell has got so many qualities. And I think 
this season could be the season when it's a breakout campaign for Andrew. I know he's had very good seasons before, but I think he could go up a few levels, and I'll go 2 2 on this one with Mitchell on target. It's going to be some atmosphere on Saturday, so you're welcome, Lauren, and there's been so much spoken about Lauren. Um, obviously, the run done on Saturday. Are you looking forward to the game? I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I like the way Lauren play. They, they've. Uh, They've really surprised a lot of people last year. You know, when they, I think they went up against Premier opposition three or four times, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they won a couple of them in the cup, and, and they came up against ourselves and somebody else and lost. But it was a, it was a narrow defeat here, and they, they they've brought in a lot of very good players. They pass the ball great, and they've got a style that they like to play to. Um, so now now will be the, the test for them to see if they can they can match it against some of the top teams. Um, but they'll come here with no fear. They'll, they'll like the pitch. It's the same pitch that they play on at their own place. Uh, it'll be a big atmosphere. They'll have a big crowd in, uh, and it'll be a good atmosphere. But we're up for it. It's a, it's a, it's a, a nice test for, for us at this stage of the season also. Um, but, you know, we're, we're confident in what we're doing also, and uh, we'll see what we've got to offer. I'm looking forward to it. Big up. I think David Jeffrey gave the blueprint last week when Johnny's team beat Lauren how to play them. Um, it went man for man and Lauren could fa- face a lot of that going forward because um, David's team did so well. I would also say that here, um, knowing the Crusaders' experienced players like Sean O'Neill, Colin Coates, Declan Cadell, Jordan Owens, Paul Heatley, they'll want to put a marker down because so much has been talked about by Lauren and um, those boys have a lot of pride and they'll think Lauren coming here um, uh, we fancy this we'll be up for this don't be surprised if Owens bullies the defence I've got to say because Jordan Owens is just phenomenal continues to do it scored last week against Cliftonville he is without question one of the most influential players the Irish League has ever seen Pete let alone in the last 10 years he's that good and Heatley's not too far off he's sensational too I think the crews will beat them 2-1 2-1 but um, it'll be a really good match to watch and um, Tiernan Lynch will want his team to bounce back but probably the last team they wanted to face after that defeat was Crusaders. And you mentioned Owens and Heatley I mean with regards to goals normal service resumes? Yeah they're, they're, they're all playing with a little bit of confidence a little bit of freedom at the moment um, I've been enjoying watching Heatley uh, Ross Clark's also playing very well um, so yeah you know they're flowing well the team's flowing well um, and goals can come from other areas of the pitch as well you know the centre halves so from set plays etc and Philip Laurie's playing particularly well so the team's playing with confidence and, and but as I say Lauren have got very good players in their team also who can score goals and um, so you have to be aware of their threat and, and make sure you, you try to nullify it as best as you can and hope that your big players step up on the day and you certainly stepped up last weekend against Lauren so how do you see this one going? Um, Crusaders are very very strong at home they made a good start this season um, there'll be a few interesting battles Beagle mentioned Jordan Owens I think him against Albert Watson will be an interesting battle um, maybe meet his match in, the, in that regard maybe um, but I think I, I, I think Lorna maybe get some from the game I think there'll be goals I think both teams will cause each other problems defensively and I'll, I'll go to each where do you think Lauren can finish, Johnny, this season out of interest, having played against them? I think they're genuine contenders. I mean, it, it's obviously been a lot of talk and um, no disrespect to Warren Point and Carrick, but those were two games that they were probably expected to win, um, given the, the hype surrounding them. Um, but having faced them, I mean, we scored goals probably at the right times in the game to kind of take the game away from them at the start of the second half. But the last 20 minutes, um, I haven't faced... Um, a bombardment like that um, too many times, probably a couple of times here at Seaview to be fair 
Um, but I mean, we struggled to get out of our own half in the last 20 minutes. They move the ball so well, they rotate all over the pitch. Um, so yeah, I expect them to be there or thereabouts. Um, certainly at the midpoint of the season, whether they can continue that on the whole season uh, remains to be seen. Palomina uh, at home to the Glens, and obviously you spent many years at the Oval. What do you make of what's going on at the football club over the summer months and the signings they've brought in and the, the new template that they're trying to form? I think it's good for the league. Uh, it's definitely good for Glen Torn. There's been a lot of press, obviously, over the years about financial difficulties, and that appears now to hopefully be uh, coming to an end. Um, in terms of the players they brought in, they're obviously an unknown quantity, and it can be difficult for players coming into this league when they don't know um, what they expect. It's very, very different style of football at times to what they're maybe used to in a, in a different country. Um, they probably haven't had the start they would have liked, um, but that's probably to be expected to a point with the amount of players that they've brought in. They'll probably need the time to gel together. Um, so yeah, we'll be, we'll be in for a tough game on Saturday, and the fact that they haven't won, um, they'll be coming hungry for three points. So so we we know we're in for a tough game on Saturday. How do you say it going, Pico? Home win. I think Balamina will be too strong for them. David Jeffrey against Glentoran always gets the juices flowing for the big man. And um, you can bet your bottom dollar he will be firing Johnny and the boys up come Saturday. And I just think Balamina are better at this point in time. I think Johnny Addis might score again, but maybe from a header or something from a set piece. Because I'm, I'm wary about Glen Torn's defending so far this season. They've conceded too many goals for Mick McDermott's liking. And Cather Freel, listen, you see when Freel gets on a run of goals... He is very hard to stop. You'd appreciate that, Stephen, as well. So I can see him scoring. I'm going to go for Balamina to win that one, Pete, 3-1. Yeah, I think Balamina might sneak at 1-0-2-0. They certainly have the, the, you know, the home momentum. They have the the style of play that uh, will will suit the game, I think. And uh, Glenn Torn at this moment in time are in transition. Uh, They're trying to blood new players. Uh, they're, they're still looking for a, a formation that works for them. They, they've chopped and changed their forwards already. Um, so I still think Glen Torners are settling into this whole system. And I think Balamina are a well-settled team and, and, and well-grooved. So I, I don't see anything other than a 1-0 or a 2-0 to, to Balamina. Coleraine come off the back of beating the Blues last weekend. They're at home to Institute and Institute have had a highlight of a start to the season. And the big games just keep coming. Yeah, I think Coleraine should win this one comfortably. Owen Bradley's had a brilliant start to the campaign and um, should also mention Ben Doherty and Jamie Glacken and the fact that it was Rodney McAree brought those two guys to the club. Um, uh, I said last week that it was great for Owen Kearney to be back and um, superb for the Korean supporters. I do believe Rodney was bombed out a little bit too soon. Um, but if Oren then goes on and wins trophies, the Korean fans will say, you're talking rubbish, Beacom, as per usual. But we shall see on that one. Um, I think it's an interesting campaign for Korean. I really do. Um, I don't see them challenging for the title, but I think you're going to see the likes of Doherty, Glacken, um and other players there um, have good individual campaigns. It's whether they can put it together consistently as a team that will dictate how well they do but against Institute they should win that one comfortably 3-1 Pete Try. Yeah I think <clears throat> Coleraine again they're, they're very very good at home and have been over the last few years and at Institute there seems to be a bit of uncertainty the manager walked away a couple of weeks before the start of the season hasn't been ideal they're not playing at home um, so they've had a bit of a difficult time of it um, and I think Coleraine have had a good start of the season I think they'll win that 3-0 
Yeah, Corian for me are uh, a team a little bit underestimated because a lot of the journalists were sort of suggesting that they may not make the top six, and yet the first week they're up. They've had the, th- the hardest start of all the clubs. You know, they've, they've had three real tough fixtures with Cliftonville, uh, Glentoran away, and Linfield away, um, and they come away with five points unbeaten. Uh, so Orn has already got the, the team well structured, well settled. He's got very good players there. I agree with you around. Uh, ben, uh, ben, Doherty. ben Doherty and Stephen Laurie, two excellent, excellent footballers in there who will keep the, the, the team ticking. And uh, if you get Owen on fire again, and, and which he, he looks like he is, and get the whole momentum going again, I think Coleraine could be there or thereabouts. You'll, you'll see Coleraine will be very, very hard to beat. So um, actually, I didn't give you a score. You'll have to go ahead. 3-0. 3-0. I'll Right, Carrick against Cliftonville and uh, final fixture this weekend. And uh, I mean, we said at the start of this season, Carrick will, will, will be up against it. But you know what? Niall Curry's done an all right job there from what we've seen so far. Big win at Institute the other week. Um, uh, and of course, Niall has already said that home form is going to be crucial. But I think home form against the bottom few teams will decide whether they stay up or not. Um, I can't see them winning too many games against what I would class as the top teams. I don't see them winning this one. I think Cliftonville's start has been patchy, but they've got the firepower there to get wins, particularly at Carrick. And um, with Joe Gormley, Rory Donnelly, Ryan Curran, I think there's only one result there, Pete. I'm going to go for a a 4-1 win to Cliftonville. Stephen? I think probably, uh, I'd probably see it more like a 3-1 to Cliftonville. Again, if Cliftonville will get on a run uh, with the firepower that they have, Chris, um, Chris Curran, I think, might come in this week into the midfield. He's a class player, Chris Curran. Uh, and if the, if the supply goes through into those forwards, um, if they get on a little bit of form, a little bit of run, you know, they, they can hurt any defence in the, in the country. So I think it'll be 3-1 Cliftonville. Johnny? Uh, I think it'll be a bit tighter than that. Um, Carrick? Will be hard to beat at home. I think it's a it's a tight pitch and it, the pitch can be difficult at times to play on. Um, Cliven will have a lot of firepower, but Carrick have been playing sort of three at the back, which will be five at the back probably largely on Saturday. So I think they'll be hard to break down, and um, I think they'll pick up a lot of points at home. The majority probably of their points this year. So I'll, I'll back my old club to get a point on Saturday and go one each. And can I ask you before you go, Johnny? Um, you're back at school. You're a school teacher. What are the kids going to be like whenever you've become the most famous man in Northern Ireland over the past few days? I don't know. Uh, they, they give me a bit of stick the old time. There's a few Linfield fans in there. They like to um, stick the boot in on a, on a Monday morning if uh, the result didn't go our way at the weekend. So it'll be interesting to see what they come with this time. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. Really enjoyed the show, as we always do. Um, thank you for watching. Good luck this weekend, fellas. And uh, yeah, enjoy your football. We'll be back next week.